everyone. Welcome to the very first episode of Making a Slasher. I am Mike Conway. And I'm Michael Talbert. And over the next year, we're going to be making a slasher film all on our own. I'm writing and directing. I'm producing and acting. And since we'll be creating this Love Letter to Slasher films over the next year, we decided to create a series to highlight the intricacies of making a horror film. Now, not only will we be documenting the aspects of making a horror film, we'll also be diving into the films that inspired us when we were growing up. And with it being Christmas Eve and all, we decided to do a countdown of our top five holiday horror films. Number five, Silent Night, Deadly Night. Now, this film takes place over several years. It first picks up with the young boy, Billy, whose parents are brutally murdered in front of him on Christmas Eve. It then picks up with him living in an orphanage, being abused by Mother Superior, and being tormented by her, even to the point of having to sit on a Santa Claus's lap. Now, did I mention the Santa Claus is the one who actually murdered his parents? We then pick up with Billy when he is 18 years old. And after being made to put on the Santa Claus outfit, he kind of loses touch with reality and begins killing off, well, everyone that he comes into contact with. Mike, what did you think about Silent Night, Deadly Night? All right, so this is one that I didn't see right away when I was younger. When I was younger, I used to go to this one video store and I'd pick out every single horror film I'd see, but this one, I... I don't know why I skipped it. And um, I had mixed feelings about it. But and the reason why I am having it on this list over something that should be higher, like Christmas Evil or anything like that, is mainly the first half hour of this film is so incredible, like building up uh, like our killer, like the reason why he's doing these things. And it kind of makes you feel sympathetic towards him so uh i so i, I, just I agree with that i feel like at the beginning of the film there's a lot of character development which i really responded well to um because you know with with characters such as like michael myers there's not really there's not really a backstory like you don't feel any compassion for him um same with well same with jason and same with freddie uh so with billy you, you know, you do feel for him. Uh, you feel for him a lot. And I, I just, like I said, I really responded well to the character development. Well, to his character development. Yeah, it did something... It did something that I... In um, Rob Zombie's remake of Halloween, that I, I think it did so much better than Rob Zombie's version of Halloween. Like, like spending that first half hour or maybe 45 minutes uh, developing this character. But just the way, like, it, the, the payoff of it was really great. The reason why it's lower on this list is because what happens after all that character development. Um, he, like, all the kills just seem really unnecessary. And you don't feel for any of these characters. So, like, pretty much every single character that he comes across after... Uh, he goes full nutso is pointless in my opinion. Like it doesn't drive the story, and I'm not into. I mean, like I, I'm not really into watching these things for the story. Uh, I'm watching it for the fun, but also I kind of want to know exactly what's going on. I just felt, felt yeah, I have there. to agree with you on that. Once he like loses touch with reality and he starts killing everyone off, it made sense why he was killing people off when he first started killing people um, in the department store. 
that made total sense to me. Uh, but then, you know, it goes to, like, some random couple, uh, who, you know, she's babysitting and her, she's got a boyfriend over. It's the cliche, you know, horror movie thing, but at the same time, like, all of those characters, including the department store characters, I cannot tell you their names. And I just recently watched this film again. So the fact... Yeah, I don't know anybody's name in this movie, except for Billy and, you know, his brother. And Mother's... But not only just because of the whole, you know, oh yeah, Mother Superior, uh, just because of the whole garbage day thing. But, uh, I, yeah, I couldn't tell you anything else about these characters. It's just like, like I said, that first 30 mm -hmm. minutes. Perfect. I have to agree with you on that. All right, on to the next one. Number four, Better Watch Out. This one's about a babysitter who must offend a 12-year-old boy from intruders, only to discover it is far from a normal home invasion. You know what I really loved about this film is that when I first saw the trailer for it, I thought it was... I thought it was something else entirely from what it actually is. And I don't want to give any of the spoilers away, but I just found it to be completely phenomenal to the point where I was like, I almost wanted to spoil it for myself and go ahead and read like this. No, 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 don't, don't spoil anything. About oh, I'm this not going to spoil it. <laughs> no, I, I, man, uh, from watching the trailers for it, even, uh, I totally went to this thing expecting something else and so i sat down with my wife one night we went to watch this movie and we're all in she's all like scared and so was i like it got kind of tense there's some moments in there it's like oh look at that in the corner and then this movie took a hard 180 and it goes into a completely different it, direction and i can't i can't recommend this movie. yeah i can't i can't either and the fact that sarah responded so well to it because sarah and i have like very similar taste and a very similar sense of humor. And the fact that she was like, whoa. Um, I knew I had to watch it. And so I watched it a few nights after after y'all had watched it. And again, just completely blown away. And as a storyteller, I really love the fact that there is a lot of character development. You actually feel for the characters. Even for the characters who, um, you know, get nixed in the film. Like, you care for them. And... Yeah, everybody. Yeah, and you fun. could, they, I mean, like, they could easily be, like, these three-dimensional characters that you just don't care about. Uh, and that, again, it's just not the case. Like, you feel for every single one. Um, now, something that I found very interesting about this film is the fact that, like, it looks like, you know, typical American, you know, sub, like, it's a you would think that this house would be right down the road. Um, when yeah. I was doing my homework on it, because just, I'm a dork and I like to know where films are made at, I found out it was actually made in Australia. And oh, nice. a That's lot nice. of the actors are Australian. But when you watch the film, you think this is an American film. I mean, it is, it is an American film, but you would never, ever know that like these are Australian actors, they're filming in Australia. And so I just found that to be like, whoa mind blown um and i yeah it was also uh, pretty cool to see the two actors from the visit in the movie which is another movie I really mm -hmm. and didn't they play brother and sister in that film yeah they're brother and sister now but this one they're you know, not, not yeah related. they're not related but they do have they do have um 
you know, a couple of very genuine moments in that film. Yes, definitely, 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 definitely. I, 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 I almost don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Uh, please go watch this movie whenever you're done watching this video. Uh, let's go on to the All next right. one. Number three, Krampus. Krampus is about a young boy who's having a terrible Christmas. And because of that, he accidentally summons this evil demonic Santa. So, Mike, what did you think about the film? I loved every single moment of this movie. I, I, I honestly, if this was my personal list, it would be skyrocketed almost to the very first stop. But um, I, I, everything about this film is is great. Like the acting is is great. The music's great. The set pieces, the creature designs, everything about it, it's wonderful. The fact that they got Tony Collette to come on and be in this film, like, says a lot. <laughs> um, I'm such a huge fan of Tony Clark. Oh, she's, so. she's wonderful. And when I saw this film, I actually saw it in the theaters during the day, and I still got freaked out. Um, and I was, like, the only person in the theater, too. And I was, like, I had to go to the restroom. And, of course, like, I had to go to the restroom, <laughs> like, midway through the film. And I'm, like, I don't want to move because, first off, I'm scared. And, second off, I want to know what's going to happen. And, um... I mean, it was just such a roller coaster, uh, and you know, they, I feel like they have the right amount of jump scares in there that really like get me to go like, oh crap, I can't believe that that just got me. Um, but then like they really like they really like torment you in a sense. Like at least I felt tormented when I was watching it. So. Yeah, it, it took me a, a good minute to see this one. Uh, like I love Michael Doherty. Trick or Treat is is also an incredible film. Um, but when it came out, I don't know if it was just because of every, there was everything Krampus, uh, at that time. So I didn't know if it was just going to be almost like jumping the shark of Krampus films. Uh, so I finally sat down and watched it and I, 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 I could, I, I couldn't get it out of my head. And there's one scene with these gingerbread men and, uh, <laughs> right when that happened, I was like, this is going to be an all timer for me. Mm -hmm. Now, I will also say on that note, because I remember, I remember uh, distinctly all of the Krampus films that came out right along with this film. Um, but I will say that I think that they were more of an imitation of this, the you know, Krampus that yeah. came out. Because uh, those films were straight to DVD. Uh, the quality wasn't as good. The acting wasn't as good. So, and the stories just were not there. It, was, it, it seemed like they were telling the exact same stories over and over. So, I really, out of all the Krampus films that I have seen, I will say this is definitely, like, top-notch, my number one. Yeah, Michael Doherty is a new national treasure. All right, number two, the 1984 classic, Gremlins. Gremlins is about a boy who inadvertently breaks three important rules concerning his new pet and unleashes a horde of malevolently mischievous monsters on a small town. Gremlins. Alright, so what did you think of that one? Gremlins, like, always freaked me out. Um, but it was one of those films that, like, when I watched, I also felt a little safe. Um, just because, like, 
Gizmo. Like Gizmo was <laughs> Gizmo was the heart of the film. And so you have all this like chaos going on around him, but I just always felt like like I knew he was going to save the day. Mm -hmm. Um I also felt like the film I don't really see it as a horror film. I see it more as a stress film. Like it just stresses me out with these little critters running around making messes everywhere. I like am such a neat freak and the fact that like they're trashing everything just like I mean, I, it, it just tears my nerves up. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, the only thing that really scared me about gremlins is, uh, the, the famous monologue by Phoebe Cates about her dad going down the, oh, the chimney. That's the only thing that really, yes. whenever I saw this when I was younger, that's the only part that seriously bothered me. And it's probably also the reason why I preferred gremlins too over this one. But, um, as a whole, that like the reason why this is above Krampus is because when I first watched Krampus, I was like, this movie reminds me of Gremlins, and it reminds me of something I would watch when I was younger. And so, yeah, now when I watch it, it does put, bring me back to a spot of when I was younger. I and mean, there's really no reason why we should break the scene any lower. I mean, everyone knows Gremlins. Everyone knows it's an incredible film, and it really does deserve to be on this spot. Mm -hmm. And I will say with that monologue, that monologue haunted the the heck out of me. Like, I, like, I watched this movie when I was a kid and recently rewatched it because I knew that it, it had made our list. Mm -hmm. But in that time, and I mean, it was probably, it's probably been a good, like, 15 years since I've watched the film, uh, that monologue stuck with me. And it just, it always haunted me. And so... I, like, yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Like, it just, it's a testament to the story. It's also a testament to um, her performance. So, I, I like, I, I can't, like, say enough good things about it. Yeah, I think it's now's a, the, the right time to show that movie to my son. He's six right now. I think that's around the time when I first watched it. No, actually, I was a little younger when I watched it. But, yeah, I, I, uh, I think it's about the right time. I think Owen can handle it. Oh, yeah, he can, I think oh, he, he can totally handle it. I mean, you know, not to spoil anything, but he wants to be the killer in the feature film that we're about to oh, do. Oh, so he is. If that says anything. Oh, more spoilers. He's devastated to know he's not the killer in this movie. <laughs> now, a fun little fact that I learned when I was watching Gremlins. Again, I just like to research, so I'm constantly going to IMDb, looking up the trivia. And I found out that, well, according to IMDb, that, um, all right, so... Help me say this name. Magwai? Magwai? Magwai. So that is Chinese for devil. <laughs> so it says everything right there when you're like, this is a Magwai. Or however you say it. Yeah, they're little They they're are little, little devils. devils. Little mischievous devils. Yeah, and you also got a little awesome Howie Mandel voice in the... Uh-huh, and again, I did not realize that until... I reached, like, looked it up on IMDb, and I was like, whoa. Did not, did not Yeah, I think that. when I was younger, yeah, when I was, uh, Howie Mandel was definitely a voice of my generation. I, was, I grew up in the 80s. Uh, I had him as Gizmo. I had him in Little Monsters. I had him in Bobby's World, which is 90s. But... See, I just know him from his reality shows, like the one with the briefcase, and then, uh, you know, the talent show that he's on now. So... You haven't seen... Have you seen Little Monsters? 
I don't know. I don't know if I have or not. Oh, Little Monsters, man. Fred Savage. Man, I know who Fred Savage. It is. also has a. Uh, yeah, it also has um. Uh, what was what's his name? It's got a. He was in. He was a Buzz in Home Alone. Oh. Uh, it's got him in there when he was a little bit younger too. And he's also a bully in that one. Man, do yeah. Go watch. I will little put that Monsters. on my list. I, I'm gonna put that on my list to watch. <laughs> no, so. Great. Alright, on to number one. Now for our number one pick. This was actually quite easy for us to agree on. And that is Black, Black Christmas. Christmas. Now, Black Christmas takes place over the Christmas break at a sorority house. And one by one, the sorority sisters go missing. Um, so, Mike. Yes, Mike? Gold. Question for you. Did you see the original Black Christmas first, or did you see the remake first? Guess what? What? I've never seen the remake. Uh, You've never? No, I've never seen the remake. Uh, so I've obviously seen the first one first. Well, good. I mean, that's a good thing. The remake is, you know, it's it's a bit cheesy, but it has some phenomenal actresses in it. Uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, uh, Lacey Chabert, um, Mary... Mary Winston, I think that's Winston? her name. Yeah, she's in that. Yeah, okay. yeah, and she's from she's from North Carolina, so like, like so many props. But our number one pick is actually the original 1974 film. Now, a lot of people think that Halloween started like the craze of the Boogeyman, and I do love Halloween; it's my favorite mm -hmm. uh, series. But it was actually Billy the killer in Black Christmas that really started the uh, the serial killer slasher kind of uh, trend. Even though, I think Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out the same year. Did it not? I think so. Well, I think that Black Christmas was the one that kind of started that formula that Halloween followed. Um Obviously, it's not the first slasher film that would go to something like Psycho or uh, Peeping Tom. But, um, yeah, this one is uh, is definitely an all-timer. Mm-hmm. Now, what was your favorite part about the film? What, what's, what made it stick out to you the most? Uh, the killer never gets caught. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> spoilers for a 1974 film. Uh... The cinematography is great in it. All the acting is great in it. Uh, like the opening shot uh, is a huge inspiration to me that you might see later. Um, it, I I just love how like you can see like the killer just going. I, mean, I don't know everything, man. I love everything. I can't say I can't say one bad thing about. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that like as much as I love films that have like this like nice like ending with. The, you know, the bow, you know, attached to it. Um, I really do like the fact that there isn't, like, this solid ending, you know? Because mm -hmm. um, in reality, we don't always have these happy endings. No, no. Uh, we, ha we have very grim endings most of the time. So I, I really did respond well to that. Um, and it's just so haunting. It's just a, a very haunting film. It's a very haunting film, especially from the guy who would go on to create the Christmas classic, uh, Christmas Story. Uh, man, uh, 
Yeah, it definitely does end on a uh, on a bummer of a note. Uh, does mm-hmm. uh, like yeah, and, so and question- I also like how like it's it's you never like it said you never know who the killer is. Uh, doesn't really have a motive other than he's just some creepy perv. It's, yeah, but go ahead. Question. Um. Yeah, the question was is uh. Great, I forgot my question. Now for a fun little fact. Uh, Andrea Martin, who played Phyllis in the original film, actually plays the house mother in the remake. So I thought that was really cool oh, that really? they were able to get her back to do the film. I feel like it gave a little bit of a nod to um, the remake. Uh, and... Not that it really needed it, but it just, whenever you have someone who is from the original films uh, come back and, you know, just give that little nod. It's like it gives that that street cred and it boosts the film, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I guess you're um, kind of really pumping me up to go see the remake, Black Xmas. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's Michelle Trachtenberg's in it. Like, you know, like, I love Michelle Trachtenberg, so... Yeah, she was good in 17 again. <laughs> and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And was she in Buffy? Oh, uh, here, I gotta yeah. admit something, guys. I've never really watched Buffy. Uh, that's something I need to... I've, I've been trying to get back into uh, now. I've only seen like the first season whenever it first came out. I don't feel like I even know you right now. Ah, uh, you know. <laughs> How have you... Well, no, it's I take Buffy. it back. I, I watched it up until that episode where I think graduate like everyone when they're graduating uh, and then they kind of I think that's one, the episode that they had to pull away because of the Columbine mm-hmm. yeah that was that was the last time I, I stopped watching it because after that I was like oh this might be one of those the college years uh, type shows so I just stopped watching it like uh, Saved by the Bell the college years or uh, no. 9 to 1 those type of things that's why I, I didn't um, watch it uh, the episode was called Earshot, Earshot, and I felt like, yeah, and I feel like we're not going to stray from our topic, but with Earshot, what was so great about it is, like, when you initially watch it, you think it is going to be about a mass shooting, mm-hmm. um, but then you just realize when Buffy confronts Jonathan up in the clock tower, like, he's not there to, to do a mass shooting, uh, he just feels very alone. And he feels very isolated from everyone. And he, he feels like that's the only way that he's going to make the silence stop. So it's a really beautiful, beautiful episode. Well, right on. Yeah, I am going back and rewatching it now. So uh, I'll, I'll eventually catch up whenever I get the time. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight as we listed our top five favorite holiday horror films make sure to hit the subscribe button as well as the bell button beside the subscribe button in order to get notified every time we post a video also make sure to follow us on instagram twitter and on facebook at at making a slasher um mike where can we find your personal accounts i am on the twitters at mike conway 126 and on instagram at mconway 83 and you can find me on Instagram at Michael Talbert and on Twitter at Michael K. Talbert. What's the K stand for? Keith. Keith. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should. I mean, 
What kind of friend are you if you don't know? I knew that. I don't know. I I mean, I know that, but they don't know that. (sighs) Um, All right, guys. We will talk to you very, very soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.